0: Exhale, ayo! All right, you're like if it's your first time here, you yell a lot. I do. I'm Puerto Rican. We yell. We're loud. Fight me! All right, Boricua. <laughs> oh man, I, I've been looking to tell you guys a story about my Puerto Rican drill sergeant. Uh, he was hilarious. I didn't understand a word he said. It was phenomenal. Uh, he almost got us killed. So that's another time. But he's, he was amazing. <laughs> Tell us. His name was Drill Sergeant Montenez. And I listen to me all of you. Don't make me mad. You're going to pushy, pushy. You're going to push. Down. Up, down. Do the push up. I'm like, yes, Drill Sergeant? So anyways, anyways. Yeah, I like that. Uh, I got to do an impersonation of him uh, upon graduation of basic training and uh, he hated me for it because it was spot on. Welcome to Excel. I'm so glad you're here. If you don't know who I am, I am Pastor Izzy. It's nice to meet you. Uh, I love pizza. I love my wife. I love my daughter. And I love you. I love you. Look at that. My IG handle up there. Follow me for pictures of Dottie. I mean, why not? I posted a picture today. And, like, my mom cried. Ariel cried. They're like, everybody's crying. We are in a series called Influencers. Influencers, I'm so, I've, I've been so excited. I've been having a lot of fun with this series. Uh, can we just give a shout-out to, uh, Paloma, are you still in this room? The graphics are so dope. So, if you've been paying attention Every week, we've had a different platform up there. Who remembers week one? Instagram. Okay. Who remembers last week? Yeah, some of y'all answered that way too quick. Y'all need to stop scrolling, all right? Start flipping pages of your Bible. Amen. Today, we got Facebook. Who, like, some of y'all don't even use Facebook. Raise your hand if you use Facebook. Like none of y'all. You're like, you know what's crazy? and this has nothing to do with my message and this is when i go over every time but it's all right we're rolling is at one point facebook was like for young people now it's for karens <laughs> so all kinds of karens of all shapes and sizes and all haircuts last week last week we talked about how influencers what unfollow i like that did you say that I like you, look, you you locked in, ready to roll. You got your Crocs and sport mode and everything. He's ready for the word. Influencers unfollow. There's accounts, there's things in our life that we know are, have a bad influence on us. And so it was time to hit the unfollow button. We spent some time in the altar and it was really, really awesome. I got to talk to Pastor Joey about it. And he's like, did you do the altar thing we talked about? I was like, yeah. He goes, how'd it go? I was like, it was cool. <laughs> it was cool because sometimes not sometimes, but all the time, delayed obedience is still disobedience. And so if God is putting something on your heart to do in that moment, waiting till later, that's disobedience. That's a free one. That's not in my notes. That's not even in my notes. So I'm all about, listen, if God's moving, let's respond. Let's do it together. You know, I'm still unfollowing people. I went, so again, if you're new, I went from 900 people that I was following to like 200 and something now. So, sorry, mom, unfollow. No, i will just (laughs) it. Oh, she would kill me. We're going to be in God's word tonight. And our week three of influencers, let me pray. Lord, this is your word, not mine. You wrote it. I didn't. And so I'm not here to say what it doesn't say. I'm not here to read what it doesn't read. And so, Lord, let your Holy Spirit speak louder than any microphone that anyone has here tonight. Lord, I pray that your word would continue to be alive, Lord, and be a nourishment to our minds. Lord, our hearts, our souls, our bodies, Lord in Jesus' name. Amen. Matthew 14, 13 through 14. You're going to see it on the Sky Bible. This is a Sky Bible. If you know what the Sky Bible is, it's a new Sky Bible. It's brand new. Let's read. Now, when Jesus heard this, he went away from there privately in a boat to an isolated place. But when the crowd heard about it, they followed him on a foot from on foot from the towns. It's a lot of walking. As he got out, he saw the large crowd and he had compassion on them and healed their sick when evening arrived his disciples came to him saying this is an isolated place and the hour is already late send the crowds away so that they can go into the villages and buy food for themselves but he replied they don't need to go you give them something to eat they don't need to go you give him something to eat. Again, remember I told y'all, whenever I read the Bible, sometimes Jesus is like extra hood. So this is like one of the most hood moments of Jesus again, other than a flipping table, but that's a whole other series. So we're back at this story. We took a break from it uh, last week. But if you remember, Jesus is feeding 5,000 plus people with five loaves and two fish. And, but what we don't hear often is what happened before this. Right, we talked about how, how this miracle is crazy, and this is the only miracle that is written in all four Gospels. Right, this is a buffet for the ages, you know what I'm saying? This was fish and chips all day long. But before this crazy miracle, something happened. And I was reading this, uh, and it leapt off the page for me. And, and I love, th- I love Thursdays because Sal comes to my office early and I get to basically preach to him. <laughs> and so I get some practice going. But what, uh, what we see before this miracle is a very vulnerable moment for Jesus. All right, this is a moment that not a lot of us read about often. And so Jesus, before this, is actually looking to get away from people. He's looking to get away from the crowds. What happened? What happened? Jesus just got news that his cousin and his friend, John the Baptist, uh, had just been killed. In a unjust, horrible way. I'll let you read that story uh, on your own time. But you'll see it's just not fair what happened. And so Jesus, Jesus is feeling some type of way. Like we all probably would. Scripture says that he withdrew to be alone. So Jesus is like, man, that kind of lets you know that Jesus is a human, right? Jesus wasn't like, he's in heaven with the Father, I'm okay. No, like Jesus is like, yo, that's my guy. Like, I I feel a type of way about this. It's weighing heavy on my heart. We've all kind of, you know, been there. So Jesus is looking to get away. And obviously what happens, you know, just like every celebrity we ever know, they can't just go to McDonald's, right? They can't just go to Popeye's, all right? They, what usually happens? People what? Recognize them, right? So Jesus is trying to get away, but people recognize him. And because of this, a crowd follow him. Tonight, our one point is this. One point, everybody knows the rules. One point, all right? One point is this. Influencers embrace inconvenience. Influencers Embrace inconvenience. If you want a certain level of influence, you're going to have to embrace a certain level of inconvenience. Look at any influential person in history. Michael Jordan. Duh. LeBron James. Right? Whoever. Right? Athletes. CEOs. Presidents. Musicians. Your parents. Whoever. You, you, you'll see. If you look into their life you'll see that they have a season or two of failures, hardships, of inconvenience. Isn't it something, I think this was interesting, that the people who bring the most hope into this world are often the ones who've experienced the most hurt? I I think that's very interesting, that some of the greatest leaders have led from a very lonely place. Anyone ever been lonely? I've been lonely. The people around you, You know, they don't understand the pain or the hurt that you've gone through or are currently going through. But I encourage you tonight. Jesus knows exactly how you feel. We see that in this moment. He just wants to he just wants to get away. He just wants to create some space. He's he's hurting. Life is full of inconvenient moments. Life is full of lonely moments. I shared a few weeks ago that when I was in high school, uh, I dealt with loneliness At such a deep level. And I went to a school of 2,400 students. It's probably not a lot. to Some of y'all that go to Lane or something like that. Uh, But 2,400 students was a lot for me. And I felt like whenever I walked down the halls, it was just me. I felt like I was in a ghost town. I just dealt with loneliness. Life is full of lonely moments. What if I told you tonight that God wants to use those inconvenient moments to influence others for Jesus? What if I told you that God actually wants to use that loneliness, that God wants to use that pain or that hurt to influence others for Jesus? Influencers embrace inconvenience. How do we know this? Jesus doesn't shy away from the moment. Look what it says. Verse 14 says he had compassion. He had compassion for the people. Influencers have compassion for the people around them. Influencers have compassion. Jesus and disciples could have had made legitimate excuses not to feed people. Right? If you think about it, they had, they had this isn't the right place. You know, it's isolated, God, uh, Jesus. There's like nothing around here. Right? There's, not, there's, there's no gas station around here, Jesus. Like where are we going to use a bathroom? You know, this isn't the right time. They're like, it's getting late, Jesus. Come on. Then they said, the people can take care of themselves. Jesus like, they could take care of themselves? There's a bunch of them. Why is it up to you right now? Look Look at the state that you're in. That's something I'd say to Jesus. Like, Jesus, I mean, look at the time. Look at the place. Like, come on, man. But he's like, no, no, no. Indeed, there was no physical necessity to feed this multitude. But there are people who are used to skipping meals. So, like, you know, again, they had legitimate excuses Yet Jesus had compassion on them. Nonetheless, here's what compassion looks like. Compassion combats inconvenience. So what does that look like? What does that look like? Here's some things. Hearing somebody can't pay for the food or coffee and paying for them with a smile. AJ bought me mozzarella sticks today. You know, I couldn't leave. I was working on stuff. It's very inconvenient for me to leave, and he bought mozzarella sticks for me. God bless you. I love mozzarella sticks. How about this? Something, something that shows compassion is helping someone move. Amen. Some of y'all helped Some of y'all helped Ariel and I move from Missouri up here. Like, that's very nice of you guys. that's that's, that's compassion for inconvenience. Taking time to stop and ask someone how they're doing and staying for the honest answer. Hey, how you doing I'm good i right. here's compassion how you doing I'm good oh man how you doing? I got time. I got time for you. Jesus is saying it's late. I got time. I got time putting down your phone or video games to hang out with your parents. I know i can I just felt the eye rolls happen. yeah <laughs> I won't get into it. I won't but uh. Man, your parents love you. And and there's some of us that don't have parents. And if I could go back in time, I'd turn the Xbox off. I would spend time with them. It's so inconvenient. They just dropped Dragon Ball Z in Fortnite. So inconvenient. <laughs> I mean, it'd be helpful. It's compassion for you. When was the last time you asked your parents how they were doing? I'll keep going. <laughs> Sitting with the kid at lunch who's by himself or herself. That's compassion. Being bold and praying for your friends. How about this? In public places. School. The coffee shop. Anywhere. The park. Walking around. Some of y'all just walk. Asking friends, how can I pray with you? Well, here, here it is. Serving. Serving at Excel. Serving at the church can seem like an inconvenience, but how do you combat that? It's with compassion. Setting up chairs seems like an inconvenience, but compassion says there's somebody that needs to sit in that chair that's going to meet Jesus tonight. That's compassion. The list can go on and on. Compassion is what fed the people after Jesus healed them. That's what fed them. Jesus could have sent them on their way. Even though life's not perfect right now, how can you show compassion to someone in your life? See, the devil wants us to be overwhelmed and lost in our inconveniences. He, he knows that it's easy for us to get caught up in all that's going on. So we uh, do what we normally would do. And that's what we want to send it away. You ever wanted to do that? Inconveniences? The laundry? <laughs> you just want to send it away? Hey, Amen? I hate doing laundry, but I need clean socks. <laughs> You know, we want to send it away. Look at this. The disciples, Jesus' close friend says, this is an isolated place and the hour is already late. Send the crowd away. His closest friend, send them out, Jesus. Send him out. Here's, here's, here's what left off the page for a second. Had Jesus listened to the disciples who had legitimate excuses for this thing, had Jesus listened to the disciples and sent the people away, one of the greatest miracles of the Bible would have never happened. It would have never happened. Jesus staying, having compassion in the midst of this inconvenience, that's what healed the sick. That's what, that's what had him feed them. But had he just sent it away, had he just sent this hurt away, had he just sent this inconvenience away, we would have missed out on the greatest miracle of all time. That all four gospels write about. Your influence can actually grow while you walk through hard times. It can actually grow. Counter to what the devil says. Counter to what he says. When you navigate setbacks and struggles with compassion, the world takes a double take. They're like, that's not normal. It's not normal for Jesus to lose his cousin. And spend an entire day, all the way to evening, healing people and feeding them. Every self-help book, every podcast, every blog, every blog, everyone would say, you need time to heal. You need time to yourself. And although that's great, and we need that, and obviously we're not Jesus, but he's showing us something. He's showing us that when we embrace inconvenience, what do we see? We see God at work. The world takes a double take They say, wait a minute. That's not normal. It's not normal for Kiana to do that. I wonder what it is in her life that's allowing her to go through this with a smile on her face. What is that? It makes people a little curious. The world has to look twice because you have every right to be hurt and sad and in pain, just like Jesus. But influencers who have truly encountered jesus know it's much bigger than this it's much bigger than me if i send it away then how will i ever see god do the impossible we want to send it away this hurts this hurts send it away oh this makes me uncomfortable send it away i don't like the way this makes me feel i don't like the way i don't like the way this is presenting itself to me just, send it away this is an inconvenience The way I'm feeling, the way the thoughts that I deal with. This is an inconvenience. Just send it away. But how will we know? How will we know that God does the impossible? If I send it away, how will I ever know that God comes through? If I send it away, how will I know that God will never leave me or forsake me? How will they know? How will they know if I could have the team come up? Actually, just Aura, wherever you're at. We've heard this saying, right? When life hands you lemons, you make what? I've heard people say, when life hands you lemons, you squirt it back in their eye, right? I'm like, oh, I like that. Let's do that. We can fight. Lemons. When life hands you lemons, this is optimism. We're like, make lemonade. How about this? How about this thought? When life hands you pain, God hands you a microphone. When life hands you pain, God hands you a microphone. So what will you say? What comes out of you? Is it hope? Is it faith? In moments of hurt, God gives you a platform to declare hope. You can play make room. Thank you, Sister Ara. When the volume of life's pain is loud... Use that moment to shout God's faithfulness over it. Get louder. You've got, the devil says you got every reason to be hurt. And he's screaming at you. Pain, hurt. I'm encouraging you tonight to say, but God's faithful. And he's got me. And when you hand me pain, God hands me a microphone and I'm going to be louder than this pain and I'm going to be louder than this hurt because I know that you've got me. I know that you've seen me through this and I know you want to use me to influence others to embrace inconvenience. And when we do that, we see miracles happen. We see miracles happen. It's proof right here. Notice he says this too. He says, he says you feed them. Sometimes hood Jesus my Michael, you feed them. Why are you bothering me right now? You know what to do. You feed them. We talked about this in week one. We all have an opportunity to be influencers. He's saying that to them in this moment. You feed them, you can do it. I've equipped you to do it. If you are with me, that means you can do it. He says, Don't send them away. Don't run from the hurt, don't run from the pain. Jesus is there in the midst of it. He's saying, use it. Use it. When life hands you pain, God hands you a microphone. You feed them. You pray for them. You encourage them. You believe in them. You do it. God is calling you. Don't wait for me. Don't wait for Pastor Joey. Don't wait for Pastor Jason. Don't wait for Pastor whoever or someone else. God wants to use this moment to show your friends and families and enemies that God delights in using the broken and the hurting to bring hope. To be influencers. God is saying, use use this. Use this moment. Don't send it away. It's not bigger than you. Sometimes it is. It's not bigger than him. Don't send it away. He says, I will give you the strength you need. I will give you the rest you need. I will uphold you. With my righteous right hand, he says, I will sustain you. I smile because it's so easy for us to panic in these moments, in these inconveniences. And now I look back, I'm like, Lord, you saw me through every time. What was I tripping about? Now I look back, I'm like, I could have used that. I could have used that. Here's something. Your miracle is on the other side of this inconvenience. Their miracle is on the other side of this inconvenience. Could it be that we forfeit seeing God do the miraculous because we aren't willing to be used in our inconvenience? Could it be that we forfeit an opportunity to be used by God? Because what happens? You feed him, Jesus says, but Jesus, man, it's just me. Just like, yes, you. You. And my heart breaks for moments in our lives where we could have been used to, to create a movement of God's spirit in a place in someone's life. And we don't do it because we don't understand that we're influencers. You're an influencer. And I'm trying to get you to understand tonight that God wants to use you in your inconvenience. Here's a story. I'm challenging you to embrace your inconveniences. There's a story that I want to tell. Um, <laughs> I, if you don't know, I'm in the Army. I'm in the National Guard. <laughs> and I love telling basic training stories. I want to share a moment in time. This is the second or third week of basic training. It's called Red Phase. This is the worst two weeks of basic training. It's a hell week. No sleep, getting yelled at. I've been called every name in the book. I'm over it, okay? I got a grown man spitting in my face. Not fun, okay? There was, this, there was a guy in our, in our platoon, Specialist Thomas. Thomas was his name, shorter than me. Thomas was awful at being a soldier. He knew it too. He was like, this. he was a dentist. I was like, what are you doing in the army? And he went into one of the hardest fields. He was a seaburn, basically a chemical warfare soldier that we don't really know what they do, all right? They do some cool stuff. They wear this crazy gear. Anyways, Private Thomas was not very fit, couldn't run, couldn't march, couldn't shoot, really couldn't do anything but do push ups. We were at the obstacle course and and Private Thomas was falling off of these courses left and right. So boom, eight feet in the air. Boom, ten feet. Boom, two feet. Boom. Let's just we're like, gosh, he can't climb anything. He was climbing this really tall rope net, and I remember standing there like this, watching him do this. I was like, he's not gonna make it. He's not gonna make it. And he did it. He his arms gave out, and his ankle got. Caught in the rope and he basically slammed against the rope and was hanging by his ankle and it was purple. Oh, it was bad. And then we had to march back to the barracks. So we marched back, he is hobbling, and we've got this thing called a ruck march coming up. Well, ruck marches is we march with a lot of weight, backpacks, helmet, or weapon for miles up and down hills. I think this one was like five to seven miles. In said, he's not going to make it. I was like, Thomas is not going to make it. We're all talking about it. We're like, Thomas is not going to make it. Thomas is not going to make it. He said, Mati? I was like, yeah. What's up, man? I was going through a lot. I was missing home, dealing with a lot of fear, a lot of anxiety, a lot of insecurity. And I was just trying to get away from people. I was like, I'm not here to be your friend. I'm just here to do my time and go comes up to me, this is an inconvenient moment. I don't want to talk to nobody. I want to be around nobody. I got, I, I got plantar fasciitis on my right foot. I got tur- toe, you know, turf toe in my left foot. I've got trigger finger in my right hand. I was like, I'm all toe up from the flow up. I was like, listen, I don't care about your ankle right now, Thomas. He's like, can I borrow some pain meds? I'm like, that's an inconvenience because I'm only allowed a certain amount of bottles. I'm like, if you use my pills, and what am I going to use? So I give him the pills and Comes back later. He goes, hey, pastor, because they knew I was a pastor. He said, can you pray for me? I'm like, dude, you feed them. It's like, yeah, man, let me. I said, I just got up from where I was sitting. I was writing a letter. And I was like, yeah, I'll pray for you, man. Sure. Inconvenience. I'm writing a letter to my bae. He's like, can you pray that God heals me? said, like, you want a miracle right now? I like, yeah, can you pray that God heals me? I said, okay, I'm a pastor. I should want to do this. I should want to do this, but I don't. I didn't want to. But I saw the look in his eyes. He's like, I'm desperate. I'm desperate for help. And I said, Thomas, do you believe that God can heal you? He's like, yeah. I said, let's pray. So we pray inconvenient, but I embrace it. I'm feeling great as a pastor right now. I'm like, look at me. I prayed for some money. Listen, I didn't call down heaven like some of y'all can do. There's no like, Lord God, Lord Jesus, Lord. There was none of that. Like there was no, I didn't quote 18 scriptures. Like I didn't like go through the Pentateuch. All, you know, I didn't do none of that. I said, Lord Jesus, you've seen seen Thomas and he needs you to heal him because he got a rock march coming up. And so if you could, in this moment, just do a miracle in his life. Do a miracle in his body. In Jesus' name, we believe in you. Amen. That's it. That's it. Simple. Five loaves, two fish. That's it. That's all I had. That's all I got for you, man. I don't have a buffet. The next day, Private Thomas comes up to me with this stupid big grin on his face. I was like, what pills did you take? <laughs> did I give you the right ones? Somebody switch mine out. He goes, Hey, I said, What's up, Thomas? How you doing? How you feeling? He goes, I'm great. That's good. I'm glad. Because you get us in trouble a lot. He's like, Look. And he lifted up his his pant leg and his foot was completely healed. It was purple. I saw it with my own eyes. I saw the accident. I saw it. He was healed. Thomas not only graduated basic training, he graduated seaburn school, which is very difficult. It's inconvenient for me. But I saw the look in his eyes and I had compassion. What if I didn't take that moment and embrace Thomas? What would have happened? Dare I say that had I not taken that moment to pray with him, his ankle wouldn't have gotten healed? There's moments in your life that God wants to use you in a miraculous moment, not a minor moment, a major miraculous moment. No one expects to go to basic training and encounter a miracle. But Thomas did. Another short story. Private Delaney. His dad was on his deathbed. He got news while we were at basic training. He comes up to me after he heard about that miracle and said, Pastor, can you pray for my dad? He's going to die. That's heavy. But you know what? I've seen God do it. I know he'll do it again. The doctor said he's got a week to live. He's in ICU. I thought, okay, let's pray. Every night, every night for that week and a half, we called out to God. His, he got reports every day because they were allowed to call back home for him that his dad was, was miraculously getting better by the day. By the end of that short period, his dad walked out of the hospital. I'm trying to tell you tonight not to forfeit God using you because of an inconvenience, because God wants you to embrace it, because he is saying, that person, I've got a miracle for that person, and I want to use you to do it, but you need to embrace this inconvenience with compassion. His dad walked out of the hospital a week ago. He was going to die. Don't tell me God can't do it, because I've seen him do it, and he'll do it again in your life do do it again in your life. I'm not saying look at me as this poster boy of Christianity and pastoral awesomeness. What I'm saying is there's a moment and you need to respond to it with compassion. There's people that need you. I get emotional because I, I've been that person that somebody has seen I've been that person that somebody has had compassion towards. And so I know that there's so much value in you as an influencer seeing people. Because I believe this philosophy that seeing people see people. That seeing people, that people who know that God sees them and cares for them. In return, they're like, if God cares for me, then how much more should I care for others? Compassion. Jesus didn't just heal them. But he fed them, which leads me to this. Jesus isn't about just getting the job done and moving on. He could have just healed them and left, but he fed them because he's kind. Because he just wants to be with them. He just wants to be with you. So with every head bowed and eyes closed tonight, I will always do this. I will always do this invitation. Jesus doesn't just want to heal you tonight. He wants to feed you. He doesn't just want to feed you. He wants to be your friend. And he wants to do life with you. And he wants to do a miracle in your life. I don't know what you walked into Excel with tonight. I don't know what hurt you've been carrying for a while. I don't know what pain you've been carrying. But I do know this, that God cares about it. And God wants to embrace you tonight. God wants to wrap his arms around you and tell you and whisper in your ear that everything's going to be okay. I've got you. I see you. I'm with you. And for some of you tonight, you need to hear that. You need to hear that God is right next to you. That you are not an inconvenience to him. He doesn't just tolerate you. He loves you. And so tonight, if you're here and you're listening to what I'm saying, you're like, you know, I don't really know Jesus like that. It seems to me that Jesus really cares for people. And and so I'd like to get to know him a little bit more. The reality is that Jesus lived a perfect life and died on a cross for your sins so that you wouldn't go to hell, a place that was never meant for you but you would spend eternity in heaven with him. What's at stake tonight? Your life and your soul. And I'm not going to water it down just because it sounds intense. I'm telling you tonight that there is a real place that you don't belong. And the only thing that's going to save you from that is a relationship with Jesus. But I don't want you just to respond to escape. I want you to respond because God really loves you. And he wants to be with you. And he wants to heal your hurt and he wants to heal your pain. So if that's you and you say, hey, I don't have a relationship with Jesus. But hearing about him tonight, I'd like to know more. I'd like to have a relationship with him. I'd like to dedicate my life to him, this friend of mine. I would love to have some of our leaders pray with you and introduce you to Jesus. And so that's you on the count of three. There's nothing special about this moment with raising your hand. It's just for one of us to see you because seeing people see people. So if that's you, you want, you want to know more about Jesus personally, on the count of three, I just want you to raise your hand really quick and put it right back down. One, Jesus loves you. Two, he loves everything about you. Three, if that's you and you don't have a relationship with Jesus, thank you. I see that hand. You can put it right back down. Anybody else? Anyone else? I see that hand back there. I see you. God sees you. God cares for you. Anyone else? Maybe you used to know Jesus and you've been living a life that's really not pleasing to him. And you know, you know that you know. The life you've been living is just leading you to separation. And tonight, you want to be reintroduced to a savior of the world who wants nothing more than to be your friend. Anyone else? I'll wait. Awesome. Can we stand? I just want to do this. If I could have all my leaders come across the front. And then, uh, can I get the band up? I just want to do this. I just feel something. And we'll just play behind just to create, you know, more of a, uh, a dynamic. I know that a lot of you came into this place with hurt and pain. And a lot of you have inconveniences in your life. Maybe your parents have been fighting. Maybe they haven't talked in a while. And that's kind of weighing heavy on you. Inconvenience, yeah. Maybe maybe it's something that you're struggling with mentally. Maybe something happened to you that was out of your control. Whatever it is, these hurts, these pains, these inconveniences, these leaders right here are here to embrace you. Just like Jesus embraced people. And so as we play, I just want to invite you. If you just need somebody to give you a hug, you know, guys with guys and girls with girls to be appropriate. But if you need somebody to pray with you and pray over you, I would love for you to just come and find someone. And we're just going to give you time. I believe that miracles are going to happen in this moment. No lights, no cameras, no action. It was just me and Thomas in a sweaty, stinky, you know, barracks at Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri. If God can do it then, he can do it right now. So if that's you, you want somebody to pray for you, come, come. We've got time. Come down to the front. If that's you and, and you need someone to embrace you and you've been dealing with something, you've been dealing with a hurt or a pain and you, you just want someone to pray with you and to just hear you out, you know, you can come while I pray, Lord, I know that in this moment, you want to embrace your children, and you want to embrace people, and so we want to create a space for them to come and hear from you and be prayed over, because we know as leaders, we love them, and you love them, and so God, we just take time and make room for you to do the miraculous, we make room for you to do what you want to do, Lord, in Jesus' name, come on, if that's you, just come, just come. We praise your name, Father. We make room for you to work, Lord. Praise your name. You're worthy, Lord. Come on, it's nothing to be embarrassed about. It's nothing to be ashamed of. Come on, God wants to speak to you tonight. Praise you, Lord. Mm. Awesome. Well, maybe not in this moment then. Oh, we got people. I'm glad. Come on, be brave. Praise you, Lord. And maybe maybe you're okay and you're sitting in your seats. Mom, if there's somebody that, that you know is going through hurt and somebody that you know that's going through something and inconvenience in their life. Come on, just take a moment to pray for them. Just pray for them in your seats where you're at. Lord, we believe that you can do anything. We believe that nothing is too hard for you. We believe that everything is in your control. Everything is in your hands. Nothing slips past you. Nothing goes uh, uh, far from your sight, Lord, nothing is out of reach for you. There's nothing you can't do, and so, Lord, maybe there's people in our lives that are hurting or that are in pain. We stand in the gap for them right now, Lord, and we say, "Have Your way in their life, Lord." Wherever they may find themselves tonight, God, I pray that Your Holy Spirit would meet them. I pray that Your Holy Spirit would come for them and be around them. I pray, God, that you would work on their behalf, Lord. Start the miracle now, tonight, God, if it's healing, Lord. We declare healing in the name of Jesus, just like we saw with Thomas and and, and Delaney, God. I know that you're a God who heals. I know that you're a God who delivers. I know that you're a God who restores. So tonight, God, we stand in the gap for those who need healing in their bodies. Oh, Lord, if it's constant migraines, we pray right now in the name of Jesus that if there's anyone dealing with migraines, that tonight would be the last night, God, that right here, right now in this moment, you would touch their head and you would touch their mind and you would heal them in the name of Jesus. Lord, those people who are dealing with knee pain, Lord, or back pain, I pray tonight, God, you would heal them in the name of Jesus. Oh, Lord, I pray right now that you would do the impossible. You do the impossible right now, God. Hallelujah. You can do it, Lord. 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 Lord, we stand in the gap for our parents. We know sometimes, God, we may not like what they do or say, but You've appointed them over us, and they need you just as much as we need you, God. And so we ask for a fresh outpouring of your spirit on every parent, Lord, that is represented by a student, every guardian in this place, Lord, every guardian that's represented by a student, Lord. We're asking you to heal relationships tonight, God, those inconvenient relationships that seem to be reoccurring, those moments of arguments, those those moments of disunity in the home we're praying God that you would restore the family unit you would restore marriages you would restore the relationship between a father and a son and a mother and a daughter tonight God tonight do it tonight in this moment because you can Lord I pray if there's people here that are seeing the needs financially of their family and they're carrying the inconvenient weight that they feel like they have to do something you oh God who have a heavenly bank account, you who are our our provider. Tonight, God, we're asking that you would supernaturally touch the finances of every family that's represented in this place. Lord, instead of running away from these inconveniences, we embrace you tonight, God, and we ask you to do a miracle, Lord. Use us, Lord. Have us do it, God. Oh, we need you, Lord. We need you to heal our hearts. Those of us that are in this place, oh Lord, that our minds have been tattered and scarred and beaten and bruised. Some of us who have been mentally abused, Lord, I speak against any lie that has been spoken over them. Any type of bullying that's happened to them, God, that has made them feel like they are less, that have made them feel like they are nothing and no one and without value. I speak life over them in Jesus' name. Lord, we know that you've created them for a purpose. Lord, that they are fearfully and wonderfully made, that they are one of a kind. And so, Lord, tonight we just speak life over their minds, life over their security, life over their self-esteem. Oh, Lord, heal our hearts. Heal our minds. We don't run away from these inconveniences because we know that there's a miracle on the other side, Lord. There's a miracle on the other side. Hallelujah. Awesome. If you're still praying for somebody, you can continue to pray. Influencers embrace inconvenience. So as you guys start school, and we're going to pray for that here in a second. When life throws you inconvenience and pain, grab the microphone. Embrace it because there's a miracle waiting for you on the other side of that inconvenience. You're an influencer. God wants to use you this year. There's nothing to be afraid about this year. Some of you are stressed out. God's got you. God wants to use you. I believe you're going to see God do something in your life that you've never seen before. Obviously, because he's a God of new things. He's doing a new thing in this ministry, in your school, and in your life. Don't run from inconvenience. Embrace it with compassion. And watch God transform you and the people around you. And so, Gio. I want Gio to pray over this school year, because y'all are going back to school, and school sucks sometimes. (laughs) Facts. I was not a good student. But I want him to just pray a blessing over you, that you would have favor with your teachers. You would have favor with your peers, that the Holy Spirit would be on you, that wherever you go, people feel safe, welcomed, that people feel liked. I pray that you would be light in your school. I can't wait to hear the stories that are going to come in the next few weeks as you guys take ground, as you guys start strong in your school. Would you pray for us?
1: Oh Lord, I just... I thank you first and foremost for tonight, Lord God. I thank you for all that you're already doing in these students, Lord Jesus. God, that you're preparing them, Lord, for what you have in store for Monday, Lord God, as school starts for um, almost everybody in this room, Lord God. I just pray right now for a blessing over their lives, Lord God, that you prepare them, Lord God, not only academically, Lord God, not only mentally, Lord God, not only emotionally, but spiritually, Lord God, because it is a spiritual battle, Lord God, even though it it seems like just school, just another year of school, Lord God, and I know that some people don't even look forward to it, Lord God. I just pray for that you give them a a heart of, of of joy, Lord God, that they go in with a smile on their face, Lord God, representing you, Lord God, that they're excited to see new people, Lord God, that they're excited to see the hundreds and hundreds of students and classmates that they'll see, Lord God, and I pray that they're excited because they're gonna make an encounter with them, and they're gonna represent who you are, Lord God, and they're gonna be a light in their school, and they're gonna make changes in their school, Lord God, they're gonna be representing you this year, Lord God, and I just pray, Father, for a revival in those schools, Lord God, because, Lord, you need to be heard, Lord God, your, your word needs to be heard, Lord Jesus, and I just pray for boldness, Lord God, I pray for wisdom, Lord God, I pray for discernment, Lord God, that you just continue to work in these students right now, Lord God. It starts here, Lord God, but we don't leave it here, Lord God. We take it with us, Lord God, going into our schools, going into our homes, Lord God. And God, that we just, we give good reports, Lord God, that, and I just pray, Father, that you just continue to work in them, Lord God, that you continue to um, just, um, just grow in them, Lord God, and God, that not only academically will they grow, Lord God, but spiritually, Lord God, as they go home and, and do their homework, Lord God, that they don't forget about doing the devotionals, Lord God, because that's also what's going to get them through, Lord God. God, you're the one who's going to get them through this school year, Lord God, not themselves, Lord God. And God, I pray, Father, in those times, in those tough times where, where study nights get hard, Lord God, where, where they don't know if they're going to make it, Lord God, they may be failing multiple classes, Lord God. I just pray, Father, that you don't you don't fail them, Lord God, that you that they remember that you will never fail them, Lord God, that you will never leave their side, Lord God, that they can rely on you, Lord God. They can rely on your strength, Lord God, in those long, sleepless nights, Lord God. God, I just pray for that you just continue to be with them, Lord God. Let your spirit be in them, Lord God, and flow through them, Lord God. God, I just pray that they, they can make an impact not only on students, Lord God, but also their teachers, Lord Jesus. God, because I understand that there are some bad teachers, Lord God. There are some of those teachers that we might di- dislike, Lord God. But I pray, Father, that they, just, they, they can show a different uh, student out of them, Lord God. That they can show th- these teachers that they are your child, Lord God. God, that they represent you, Lord God. Not only their parents, Lord God, but they represent you, Lord God. And that they can see that through, through you, Lord God. That they can see that in them, Lord God. God, I just pray, Father, for just a different perspective, Lord God, on school this year, Lord God. I pray, Father, for just students that are full of joy, full of peace, and full of love, full of kindness, full of gentleness, full of self-control, Lord God. Just full of all of your sp- fruits of your spirit, Lord God. Lord, let these students make a change, not only in their schools, Lord God, but for generations to come, Lord God, for, for, the, for the future, Lord God. This is now, Lord God. The future is right now, Lord God. And I pray for these students to take a stand, Lord God, to st- take a step forward, Lord God, of maturity. And everything else, Lord God, just let your work be done, Lord God. And let your spirit be in them, Lord, in your holy and precious name that I pray. Amen.
0: Amen, amen, amen. I'm so excited for what God has for you this year, this semester of school. I can't wait to hear all about it. Um, One thing, one announcement that I forgot. If you, well, before that, if you raised your hand to get to know Jesus a little bit better, um, can I encourage you to just meet us over there? We want to give you a Bible. We just want to pray with you and talk to you about how you kind of felt tonight. Uh, we would love to meet with you um, and just kind of walk you through that decision of following Jesus and what that looks like. Um, So, that's awesome. Can we just give it up for those who raise their hands? That's awesome. That's why we do what we do. That's why we're here. Amen. So, real quick, real quick. We've got milkshakes tonight. (laughs) Here, out at the cafe. There's tables out there for you guys to just chill and sit in and just hang out. Also, next week, we got a kickoff coming up. I want you to be paying close attention to the Excel Instagram page for some fun new announcements. Next week, we've got a guest speaker coming out to hang out with us. The Youth Alive director for the state of Illinois is coming out to talk to us and hang out with us. And we're also announcing the new branding for small groups. I can just tell you right now. Sorry, I'm not going to. You have to come next week. So I love you. I believe in you. See you next week. Peace.